Hello, listeners. This is Dr. Peggy Mitchell-Clark, and welcome to another episode of Living Well with Dr. Peg, information and inspiration for living well and staying safe. And we're here Thursdays at One Mountain on KLZ 560 AM and streaming online around the world at drpegradio.com. And we're brought to you by our sponsor, SSI Guardian, the leader in school safety and security. And while there are many ideas and theories on how to improve school safety, only evidence-based training and solutions proven to make schools safer should be considered. And SSI Guardian is the only organization in America that addresses all of the critical components required for a 21st century safe school. Learn more by visiting SSIGuardian.com. Well, I wanted to uh, ask you, Dave, my engineer, Dave Keita, last week you said one of your goals for the new year was to write a book, and I didn't know that about you. Um, So I planned today's show just for you. We're going to be talking about, (laughs) what's your book about? I didn't get to ask you. So the one that I'm writing now, it's... um... I, I'm a fiction writer, so okay. uh, the one I'm writing now is actually about uh, kind of a not-too-distant futuristic world where um, all the police have been uh, now replaced by robots, except okay. for certain human uh, like sub- superiors, like supervisors, and our homicide detective, Jackson Miller, <clears throat> is uh, he's lives in this futuristic world. He's become kind of complacent and lazy. And um, at the same time, um, the person who he... So I invented this thing where it's kind of like 3D printers where people eat. Oh. Instead of a microwave, everyone has these printers yeah. in their house now. And this guy, McMillan Food, Ian McMillan, he... Uh, invented this new kind of food pod and he like cured you know ended oh, world hunger and yes. did all this stuff anyway his daughter is kind of uh, a paris hilton type and she gets murdered oh. and somebody gets blamed or no okay. her, her boyfriend gets murdered and she gets blamed for yes. it and then this is the whole thing and then okay. on the other side of it i have this like kind of psychological film noir type of thriller where this guy uses technology to avoid the police cops and he thinks a goddess is trying to make him him murder people to balance the oh world out. Oh, my goodness. Dave, so, I can't wait to read this <laughs> it's, book. It's going to be really exciting. Yes, yeah, so this a... show, take really good notes today. <laughs> it's planned just for you. Uh, we know that Nashville has music. L.A. has actors. But did you know that Denver is becoming a magnet for writers? And I got that quote off of the website of Writers on the Rock. And I've got two writers from the Rock <laughs> here in the studio live with me today. Um, we've got hundreds of writers in Colorado, uh, and in particular Christian writers, and I've got two of them, David Rupert and Debbie Hardy, here with me today. Uh, many of these Christian writers have band together to form this group, Writers on the Rock, and they have a conference coming up in February that we're going to tell you all about. Uh, David and Debbie are also here to give us an insider's look into the life of a writer and tell us about the conference. Debbie Hardy, thanks so much for being with me today. Welcome to the program. Thank you for having me. Glad to be here. Thank you. And David Rupert, welcome back to the program. We had a lively discussion the last time you were on the show, and I'm so happy to have you back again. We did. It's fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. Well, why don't we start with you each telling the listeners a little bit about yourselves, and I'll ask you both to give maybe your elevator pitch of something you've written already or were 
working on. Dave gave his ele elevator pitch just now. Uh, but Debbie, let's start with you. What, what kind of writing do you do? Tell us about yourself. I have published three books. They are nonfiction. Mm -hmm. But I've decided to go a different direction now, and I'm trying to write fiction just like Dave is. All right. <laughs> well, and I don't know how fictional that is. It sounds like it could come to pass. <laughs> it could. But um, I, I wrote, when my husband was di diagnosed with cancer, I wrote emails to keep people updated on his status. Mm. Even though he only lived for three months after diagnosis, a lot of people encouraged me to put the emails into a book. So that's how the first book started. Very cool. And, you know, that's such a, a good story to share because so many people write journals. You know, they journal uh, every day. Um, they do email. They may even write handwritten notes to friends and family, and they don't realize that could actually become a book one day. One of my sayings is everyone has at least one book in them. So how do we get that book out of you? What can it look like? And at the very least, everyone's a writer. I learned that from David Rupert the last time you were on the show. David, we don't have to be published authors to write, do we? No, that's right. In fact, um, you know, I come from a not too distant future. I sometimes think of myself as a fictional person living in a, in a <laughs> unreal world. world. <laughs> but, uh, but I'm very, uh, uh, you know, as 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 this has happened with writers on the rock, we're we're finding more and more people who have that itch, and yeah. and we believe it's a God given itch yes. that God has put creativity in in all of us in one way or the other. So whether you're an engineer or you're a painter, uh, there's a creative itch that God has put inside of us that we need to scratch. Amen. And Writers on the Rock is, is helping uh, hundreds of writers to doing that. We have about 600 engaged writers uh, awesome. all along uh, Colorado, and so we're hoping that we move help move that forward. Amen. And David is the founder of Writers on the Rock and leading this Writers on the Rock conference coming up in February. We'll tell you more about it after our break. We've got some messages from our sponsor, but when we come back, how do you get that book out of you? Or how do you stir up that creative writing gift? Stay with us. We'll be back. One needs to look no further than today's headlines to understand the threats facing American schools. They remain soft targets for violent threats, and yet our schools go largely underprepared. The SSI Guardian QAL, or Quick Action Lockdown, is the fastest and safest way to lock down a classroom. This revolutionary device provides schools with the maximum locking protection while meeting all life, safety, fire, and building codes. Designed by the leading lock experts in the world, the QAL is the only lock that meets Department of Homeland Security primer recommendations. Our children deserve the highest level of education and the safest learning environment possible. SSI Guardian QAL now makes classroom lockdowns fast and safe with the red button. Get the QAL today by calling SSI Guardian at 877-878-5800 or go to SSIGuardian.com. Do you ever make changes, but after a few days, weeks, or even months, you slip back into your old behaviors and habits? Well, if you want something different, you've got to do something different. Yet most people won't do what's required to experience the lasting change they say they want. Why? Because change is hard, it's scary, and it comes at a cost. If you're ready to learn the fundamental principles and proven strategies for making lasting changes in your life, join me for an exclusive one-day personal transformation retreat. In this intensive yet intimate experience, you'll gain vital information and insights to help you craft a customized plan for change that you can put into action right away. Contact me today to schedule your life-changing personal transformation retreat. Go to drpegradio.com retreat. 
Well, welcome back, everyone. I'm Dr. Peggy Mitchell-Clark, and you're listening to Living Well with Dr. Peg, information and inspiration for living well and staying safe. And, you know, I've been studying the science of behavior change and habit formation for over a decade, and I want to share with you some of the secrets that I've learned about how to experience lasting change. How do you get ready to get unstuck and establish new habits that will move you forward in the new year? Well, I've got an event coming up, a personal retreat in Denver, Colorado, March 23rd, 2019, and it's a full day of self-reflection and strategy, uh, and we can do that with other like-minded folks uh, and get that synergy going. You don't want to get left out of this strategic life-changing event. Contact me today at drpegradio.com and learn how to change your mindset, change your habits, and change your life. Well, my guests are writers David Rupert and Debbie Hardy, and we're talking about, uh, I guess as the kids would say, that writer's life. How can we all be writers? You know, God is a, a God of not only the word, but the written word. He, he made sure things got written down, sometimes written in stone, in fact. And so writing is something I believe is a gift from God. And we all have a story to tell. We all have something to share. We all have something we can help others with through the written word. So Debbie Hardy, thanks so much for being here. And David Rupert, thanks for being here. We're going to talk about the Writers on the Rock Conference. David, uh, can you tell us the date of the Writers on the Rock Conference and uh, where it's going to be and what listeners can expect to participate? Well, uh, Writers on the Rock is going to be held on February 23rd. Um, and uh, we expect about 300 in attendance. It's, it's the largest one-day Christian conference uh, in America, or Christian Writing Writers Conference. conference yeah. And uh, it's, it's going to be in Lakewood, Colorado, which is a, a suburb of Denver. And uh, we have people coming in from all surrounding states. Uh, people are really excited about it. Wow. Uh, we've uh, definitely we've tried to keep it low-cost, accessible, uh, and also uh, uh, spanning a lot of different types of writers, uh, it's not genre-specific, nor is it experience-specific. Mm -hmm. If you've never come to a writer's conference before, but you're starting to feel that itch, that movement, um, we encourage you to walk through those doors, and you're going to find people who are just like you. That's the best thing, because most writers toil in silence. Yes, si in, in toil solitude. In, yeah, and it's that tapping away at night after you put the kids away or scratching out a note uh, on the train. Uh, and, and, and writers don't often have that fellowship with others. And when you walk in a room and you look around, there's people who, who get you. Yes. Uh, th that is the best saying of all, I Right, think. and that there are writers of every level of experience. So not only can you look at the very experienced writers, and we'll talk about who some of those are, who've sold millions of books and have been on the New York Times bestselling list, they're going to be in Lakewood, Colorado for the Writers on the Rock Conference. So not only can we aspire to be like them one day, but there'll be other writers who's, who have never published yet, and we can learn as well a process, right? What a better time to learn some writing tips than before you've even started. And I know, Debbie, one of your um, sessions is really for beginners, so we'll get to that in just a moment. Well, I kind of, you know, hinted at some of the big names who are going to be in, in attendance at this conference. Talk about some of those um, of those folks. I know personally, um, Jerry B. Jenkins is one of your big um, uh, presenters at the conference. Uh, he's written 195 books, including the Left Behind series, which is how I know him. And I don't know if I ever told you this story, David, that 
we were listening to the Left Behind series as audiobooks when my children were younger. And we were on a road trip on our way to Maryland back east. And we were listening to the Left Behind series. And one of my children from the back seat, I heard a little voice come, come into the front seat while I was driving. And, and one or the other of my children said, how will we know if we're saved? And wow. how will we know we won't get left behind? And I was like, oh my goodness, this is awesome that that book got them thinking about that. And we prayed a prayer of salvation right there in the car on I-95. And so that book had such a powerful impact on our family's life personally, and I imagine millions of other folks who've read that book. So talk about Jerry B. Jenkins and some of the other exciting folks who will be at the conference. Well, yeah, you talk about everybody has a book in them. You know, Mr. Jenkins has 195, and, there's, <laughs> and he hasn't stopped. He hasn't um, stopped. You know, uh, 170 million copies of those books around the world. Wow. Um, he is definitely uh, the most widely published Christian author. We're very, very wow. excited. Um, uh, on the other hand, uh, the most, probably the most respected Christian author is uh, Philip Yancey. Yes. Yes. And we're super excited because he's going to have a Q&A session. So we're going to be able to ask him questions about the writer's life and, and what moves him, what motivates him, what encourages him, what, what despair does he... And I, and I bet he's going to align exactly with where we're at. Mm. Uh, he's very accessible. We're very excited to have yes, Mr. Yancey. Yes. Um, and uh, uh, and uh, 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 Trisha Williford is also going to keynote for us. Um, uh, Trisha uh, is dynamic, and mm. she's, uh, she's uh, going to be really dynamite. I'm super excited to have her. And uh, she's, uh, uh, she has a, a, a real unique niche that I think a lot of people are going to relate to. Yeah, that's great. So you have a, a wide range of well-known authors, published authors, as well as other featured speakers who we may not know them as well, but they have a lot to contribute. And so the conference, I think, is not only inspirational, but it's uh, educational. It actually gives you some practical strategies in addition to the motivation and the inspiration. We've specifically designed it so it's not only the uh, uh, the art of writing, mm -hmm. which is you know crafting kind of things, but also the heart of writing. Mm -hmm. And so we've specifically by design brought people in from both sides yeah. of the aisle. If if you need a way to help you get self-published, we have somebody who can give you some self-practical things. But if you just need uh, if you just need a, a kick in the pants, yeah. uh, a holy kick in the pants, um, <laughs> you know, perseverance, uh, motivation for Christian authors, yes. uh, Jay Harris, is. You know, we're really excited to have her. She does this for a living, helps people get their time together, and she's a Christian writer with a real heart for this. Mm -hmm. um, Linda Evans Shepard is going to be about praying for your calling, mm. so a completely opposite but a very necessary thing. So, you know, we're trying to bring in all of those elements so there's something for yeah, everyone. Yeah, something for everyone. And I was blessed and honored to have been one of the keynote speakers two years ago for the Writers on the Rock conference. And so I'm praying that I'll have the same um, success as Philip Yancey and uh, Jerry B. Jenkins, because I've shared that platform with them. And one day, maybe I'll be talking about the millions of copies of books I've sold. But it was such a wonderful experience to have been a speaker two years ago. And one of the things that I took note of, David, was how everything was done by prayer. Uh, even before I went up to speak, um, you laid hands on me and prayed for me. And I know behind the scenes, there's a lot of prayer about even who to invite to speak. 
and what we can expect when we get there. So for all of those in attendance, and I will be attending this year, I'm just so looking forward to coming because it's almost like a, um, a homecoming, a family reunion. Even if you've never met any of the people in the room, you feel connected to them by that love of writing, but I think also it's the prayer that's taking place that's knitting our hearts together. Well, uh, Writers on the Rock is not a conference, it's a community, mm. and we have developed this community of writers. We have about a dozen writers groups that are meeting all along Colorado, and all of them uh, uh, really have the best elements of, of what a loving community should look mm -hmm. like, except we're writers. Yeah. And so so this is um, all those house churches meeting, so mm. to speak, and then they're coming together under the one congregational roof once a year, and that's what we're really trying to, to build more than just an event. Yes. We're trying to build a lifestyle and a community, a community of love and of prayer. That's great. And I'll have a link on my website to the Writers on the Rock website where you can learn about those writers groups and the conference, but give people the date of the conference and the location and the cost, uh, even though they can get all that on the website. Give them a reason to want to go to the website. Tell them when it is and how much it is and where it's going to be. Uh, February 23rd uh, of uh, 2019, it's going to um, start around 8.30 in the morning. It's in Lakewood, Colorado, a suburb of Denver. Uh, you can buy your tickets at writersontherock.com. You could follow the link there. Tickets right now are $79. Uh, they'll go up uh, in February, but I don't suspect there'll be any tickets left at that mm. point. We are going to cap it uh, just because uh, we want to keep that sense of community. Wow. And so uh, please don't, as Jerry Jenkins would say, don't get left behind. Don't get left behind because it really is an awesome conference. And it's in, it's awesome in part because Debbie Hardy <laughs> is going to be there. And she's going to be um, teaching those beginning writers everything they need to know. Um, Debbie, are you excited to be participating this I year? I am thrilled to be participating. I've attended for the last two or three years, I forget, yeah. you know, that kind of run together. I started writing in 2009, and I've been to almost 30 conferences since then. Yeah. And I can tell you at $79, this is the best deal for a writer's when conference. Can, where, right. where can you ever go to any conference right. for 79 and they feed you? And you get lunch, lunch and, and coffee you get a, 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 and danishes and yes. all kinds of great connections. And again, we've got this platform of, you know, internationally known and and wildly successful authors. So, right. yeah. And writing, like, like David said, writing is a solitary life. Mm. And so when you go to conferences, these are your coworkers. Yeah. So you're having yeah. your coffee break with your coworkers. <laughs> That's, That's great. great. And That's you, great. you have a, a once a year uh, coffee break with everybody, so yeah. it's fun. Yeah. Well, let's um, get into some nuts and bolts of some of the conference um, workshop topics, and in particular, mm -hmm. what you'll be speaking about. Uh, what advice can you give to listeners who just want to write. They may not necessarily even be thinking about publishing a book, but we do want to remember this is about writing, not only about being a published author. Um, whether it's a blog, whether it's writing handwritten notes that are a blessing to people. I met a woman who has a gift of writing eulogies, oh and she gets invited to, do, to eulogize people even if she hasn't met them, but especially in her extended family, she's known. Uh, for writing good eulogies. Uh, I recently went to a funeral uh, where they had three eulogies, and one of the um, eulogizers was the sister of the man who passed away. 
And man, it was a beautifully written and presented eulogy. And I follow her on Facebook because I love the way she writes. So what tips can you give people if they're feeling this stirring? They just want to write and they're not even thinking about books yet. What are some options and how should they get started? Okay, number one, like David says, everybody is a writer. Yeah. So don't come to this saying, I want to be a writer. You are already a writer. Number two, you don't have to write a book. Yes. You can write, like you said, blogs. I started out writing devotions. Mm. And you can write um, magazine articles. I've been writing for a magazine for a while now. There's a lot of places that you can write. And if God gives you words to share, you need to share them. Yeah. Don't keep them bottled up inside because somebody needs to hear that message. That's right. The third thing is learn. Learn all you can and keep learning. Mm. Like you said, there's so much to, to, that's the first thing that impressed me with my first conference was there was so much that I didn't know. Mm -hmm. So keep learning. And number four, be willing to be edited. Mm. Some people will write a book and they refuse to let anybody take one word out. They say, God gave me every word in there and they never get published. Oh, yeah, that's really good. So be teachable, be be flexible in exactly. terms of editing. Well, you know, I wrote a book called Doggy Tales, Lessons on Life, Love and Loss I Learned from My Dog. And it actually started out kind of like uh, you did. It was an email to friends after my little dog had passed away. And so many people said, wow, this is wonderful. You should make it into a book. And I just waited, you know, for years. And one day I did, I said, you know what? God has given me another story that I'm juxtaposing with the lessons I learned about my dog. And so it wasn't the right time. You know, I was still writing, but it wasn't the right time to share it as a book when I first had the inspiration. Uh, So talk about that in terms of timing and what I call uh, letting a book idea marinate (laughs) and kind of just mulling it over and jotting down ideas as they come up. But it may not be the right season for me to write it, or it may not be the right um, season for it to be released into the world. Um, Talk about that a little bit. We all have ideas at all different hours of the day. So when you get an idea, jot it down. Mm-hmm. When I was uh, going to do my, my first book was Stepping Through Cancer, a guide for the journey so that patients and caregivers would know what to ex- mm. expect and how to handle it. And I had a lot of ideas, so I jotted them down on little slips of paper and put them in an envelope. And when I was ready to compose my book, I spread them out on my dining room table and organized it that way because it's a lot easier to move around pieces of paper than words on a Word doc. Yes. So I, I moved around the pieces of paper, and it only took me three months to write the book yes. once it was all organized. So if you have an idea, write it down because if you don't, it'll be gone forever. <laughs> you, you think you'll remember. You're like, right. this is so good, David. There's no way I'm going to forget this, right? <laughs> but of course, 10 minutes later, you can't remember it. So we got to write it down. Uh, I know you've been working on a blog yourself, um, li- Living a Life of Yes. Am I am I titling it correctly? That's correct. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, and this has been um, um, an outgrowth of my own life because I, I made the decision to quit saying no to everything. I was just protecting my time and living boundaries and all that. And I finally said, and I was missing out too much. So I started saying yes to everything. Wow. And it's I exploded said, my world. I should have said, "Can I borrow hundred dollars?" Exactly, I but that. it's too late for that. So, <laughs> uh, and but it, but what that's done. So that's that has uh, uh, opened up into a book that'll be released this oh, spring. Oh, wonderful! Congratulations. Um, and uh, living a life of yes, how one word can change everything. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, so and it's just an outgrowth out of my own life. I mm-hmm. never imagined ten years ago that's what I would be doing. Yeah. Isn't that funny how you see what you're doing today and you look back and say, I I couldn't have imagined this. So one of my upcoming book ideas is a book called Suddenly. 
Uh, what if today is the day before everything in your life is going to change, but you don't know it? Mm -hmm. Wouldn't you make different choices today if you knew suddenly tomorrow everything would be different? And so we can jot these ideas down, whether they become a book or not, there's something in the writing, there's something in that uh, inspiration that we can share with others. Um, but let's talk about uh, publishing, and in particular self-publishing, because the world of publishing um, books has changed. Uh, we now have e-books are so prolific, um, and, and um, everybody is, you know, uh, purchasing those, so there's not the actual paper printing costs anymore. Um, so publishing has really changed. You know, one of the biggest tickets in the country right now is Michelle Obama, because she just published, had a book published, uh, Becoming. And so when, you know, we all fantasize about our book tour, and if, if only we could have a book half as big as, as hers, um, talk about uh, how publishing has changed and what's available for the uh, writer who wants to be self-published? Well, the, the publishing runs a spectrum from traditional to self-publishing. Traditional is where the publisher pays for everything. They pay for the editing, they pay for the design, they pay for the layout, <clears throat> but they own the manuscript. It's no longer yours. Mm. They have adopted it. And self-publishing is the opposite. It's where you do everything, and you do the writing, the editing, the, the layout, or you pay somebody pay who knows how to do it. You, right. <laughs> so so you're investing that money. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, and there are too many self-published books that look self-published. Right. That's my pet peeve. I do writing uh, workshops myself, nonfiction in particular, writing workshops and self-publishing workshops. And I pull out examples of wonderful books. The content's great, but it looks self-published. And we do judge a book by its cover. So you make a good point. We may um, have to spend money to make our, our published book sit on the shelf next to any other book and kind of hold its own. Exactly. Yeah, it's, like, it's like a homemade dress. You can make it look like it's a professionally made dress, or you wear a homemade dress and everybody knows it. And everybody it. knows <laughs> it. <laughs> All right. Well, does uh, genre make a difference? You talked about um, nonfiction, and you're moving into fiction. And David, you publish a lot of nonfiction and inspirational things. Does that genre make a difference in how we approach our writing? David, I'll let you do this. Well, you know, I think, I mean, nonfiction certainly has a it has a wider audience uh, just because the world is flat thanks to the Internet. Mm -hmm. I mean, you can you can start blogging within five minutes. Right, right. And so that helps a little bit. Um, you know, fiction is a little harder mm. to do it that way, and you have to work on story and build on story. But uh, we've got a great self-publishing expert there that's making a living writing fiction, self-publishing mm fiction at the conference at the conference mm -hmm. yep writers and, uh, writers on the rock conference exactly mm -hmm. and and we have people who are going to talk about audiobooks mm -hmm. not every, not everybody's reading these days yes so you know just all kinds of really great different approaches um you need a website build your website um, that's a great thing every writer needs to do and mm -hmm. how to do it right and you could do it yourself yeah yeah and so i think um having an elevator pitch right having a working title an elevator pitch a website because once you say i'm going to the writers on the rock conference on february 23rd 2019 in lakewood colorado once you say i'm going people are going to say oh well what's your book about 
and you need to have a title, you need to have a, a quick elevator pitch, and you could even tell them, go to my website and pre-order a copy and sign up for my newsletter so you can be alerted of all of the good news coming uh, this year about my book. Well, Debbie Hardy, David Rupert, thanks so much for being my guest today. It's just been a delight. What a great pleasure. Thank you Thank for you. your support over the years. Thanks for speaking and continuing to support Writers on the Rock. Oh, absolutely. My pleasure. So listeners, Writers on the Rock, February 23rd in Lakewood, Colorado. I'll have a link on my website at drpegradio.com. Thanks so much for tuning in to today's episode of Living Well with Dr. Peg, brought to you by our sponsor every week, SSI Guardian. If you'd like to share this interview with a friend or connect with the Writers on the Rock conference or writers groups, just go to my program archives at drpegradio.com. My guests were David Rupert and Debbie Hardy, and I'm Dr. Peggy Mitchell-Clark, reminding you to live well. <laughs>